Hello, and welcome to Exploring Your Story with me, Rachel Kaysen. Over the last three weeks, we've been looking at different aspects of how we build our own homes. We've looked at the fabric of our home, the house that we live in. We've looked at the friendships and communities that help us to feel at home. And last week, we looked at what living locally really engaging with our immediate geographical environment can look like and how it can build our sense of home. Today, I wanted to go a bit more abstract, really, and explore how we can build a home in our own selves. How do we make ourself our home? It's the ideal situation, really, to be able to feel so at home with ourselves that we have this portable sense of stability and security that we can take with us, either because we're moving countries regularly, moving careers, moving around the country, or just because we want to feel more grounded and able to explore new situations and new challenges without that rocking our sense of self and identity. So how can we go about building a home in our own selves? I find it helpful to think in terms of a model that works and has worked for myself. I've moved around a lot. I grew up between three different countries. And the building that I was living in quickly became home to me and I grew up with a very portable sense of home. Saying that, my sense of how to grow my home in my own identity is something that I think I'm still working on. We all know how it feels to not feel at home in ourselves. We know what it feels like to feel out of place, to feel uncomfortable, to feel awkward in the group of people that we're with, that we're spending time with, and to feel awkward about feeling awkward, to feel uncomfortable about our own sensations, our own thoughts, our own being. So I'm going to suggest a model that can help us ground ourselves and identify our own needs in terms of building this sense of being at home in yourself. When I think of a home, one of the first things that I consider is how secure the home is. Are the doors secure? Does the roof leak? Is it falling apart around my ears? Or is it a place that I feel safe? A little oasis from the world around me, a place that is just mine, secure from the elements, secure from people maybe that I don't feel as safe around. A safe place in a very literal sense. How do we keep ourselves safe so that we can feel at home there too? We talk a lot about self-care when we think about mental health. 
And I think one element of self-care is considering how we keep ourselves safe. When I think of that, I think in terms of boundaries. How do I make sure I'm saying yes to those things that are good for me and no to the things that aren't? How do I make sure that I've got time and space to recover from things that drain me? How do I keep secure and okay with the amount of energy that I have? What boundaries have I put in place? And what areas might need a bit of a fix? Where is the world out there leaking in on my home in here? Am I bringing work stress home? Is that starting to affect my sense of myself as a secure and distinct identity? Or am I carrying concerns about my work or my job or my family or my friends around with me constantly in my mind? For those of us that work from home, this can be a particular challenge. Sometimes people need to create very physical boundaries in their physical home, an area for work, an area for leisure. Some say never to have work in the bedroom because that needs to be a place very clearly defined for relaxation. I'm somebody that does work in my bedroom, not always, but occasionally. That a conscious blurring of boundaries helps me to relax into my work and enjoy it just that little bit more. That the added element of comfort really works for me. How can we mentally keep ourselves safe and secure? Able to close the curtains, shut the doors and just relax. Some people use meditation or carve out a physical space somewhere in their home where they can take all their worries, their thoughts, and just let them be. They might write them down, burn them, together with incense. That physical sense of purification of the air can do something internally for our sense of well-being and safety as well. How can you make a safe home in your sense of self? How can you feel safe in your own body, in your own mind? What maintenance do you need? What support or resources do you want to reach for to help you feel safer? What boundaries need shoring up for you today? Do you need to say no to something? Or ask for something. Another thing that I think of when I think of building a sense of home in myself. And when I consider this in terms of what I expect from a home in the physical sense. I think of a home as a holder of memories. A repository for identity. We talked earlier in the month about 
how our homes become a way of expressing ourselves and our identity. We can externalise our experiences and our ideas onto the walls even. Photos, images, style of furniture, decoration. How can we do that in terms of ourselves, our portable self that we walk around in? How can that become a home that we take with us? Some people, of course, identify themselves and their memories on their very skin. How many of us have tattoos that, that are memory holders, that declare a part of who we are? In my work as a therapist, I often talk about identity props, that for us to feel grounded and bedded in who we feel ourselves to be, we need props, we need evidence, we need supports in a physical and abstract sense in our lives that help us declare, that act as evidence as to who we are. That might go as far as hairstyle or colour, Jewellery choice. Growing up in West Africa, there are some pieces of jewellery that I own that reflect and refer back to different tribal groups that I encountered while I was living there. And those are very dear pieces to me. Aesthetically, they might not mean much to anybody else, but they are necklaces or earrings that I wear on my own body that make it home, that communicate something of who I am. Or we can have memories that we carry with us, rituals that we integrate into our daily lives, languages that we continue to speak. How do you integrate your experiences and your life in the portable you that you carry around with you? How do you hold your memories in yourself? Are there parts of you that you don't feel like you touch very often? Parts of your experiences, parts of who you are? Maybe there are foods you want to taste more that take you back to childhood or that holiday visit that leaves such a big impact on your life and your thinking. What identity props do you need to pick up today? How can you continue to construct and integrate your experiences in your very self? Another thing that I think of when I think of home is familiarity. When we are at home in the building that we live in, we have explored all its corners. We have experimented where the furniture fits best. We know the rooms. We know the objects that we have placed in it. We're familiar with it. Our eyes can dance across the room comfortably because we've chosen how we have laid it out. We recognise its objects. Are you familiar with yourself 
Do you spend time with yourself? Do you know the corners of your mind? Do you feel comfortable in the corners of your mind? Getting to know ourselves can be a much more difficult project than getting to know our homes. And sometimes we need support with that. To be able to sit in the less comfortable places and wonder about how to make them more comfortable, to be able to sit with our less comfortable thoughts and explore what we want to do with them, we might need company. If it feels too scary or overwhelming to sit with your own mind, get help. Get support. Because how wonderful would it be for us to feel so familiar with ourselves, so accepting of the shape of our thoughts, that we can rest in them. For many, this is what meditation does. Increases awareness and acceptance of our thoughts, of our noticing, of our feelings. How can you familiarise yourself with yourself today? How can you begin to feel more at home in the place that you are? I like to start every day with a few minutes contemplation, journaling, checking in with myself. Where am I? What am I feeling? What do I think about the day ahead? What do I need? Sometimes I'll come back to it during the day. Familiarising myself with who I am and how I work is absolutely crucial to me feeling at home in myself. When we think about our homes, very often we think about the people we welcome into our homes. When we host people for dinner or drinks or just a cup of coffee, when we invite people to a barbecue in our garden, we're offering a gift. We say, welcome to my home. I hope you're comfortable here. We're offering this place as a nice place for our friends to be. How do you offer your presence, yourself, to the people around you? Do you feel comfortable with the notion of saying, welcome to me? Somehow, I doubt it. For many of us, that's a difficult and odd thing to say. Here I am, I've arrived. It feels a bit like showing off, attention seeking. But could it be something more? Could we feel so at home in ourselves that we could offer who we are in our interactions with others? 
unapologetically. Resisting the urge to say, sorry about the mess. Maybe it's okay if we're a bit of a mess. Maybe we can offer the gift that we are just as we are. If we can first accept who we are, feel comfortable there, explore ourselves, ready to offer that as a gift to the people around us. Building a home in ourselves can take time, just as building a home to live in takes time. We need to feel safe. We need to feel as though our home expresses who we are. We need to feel comfortable and familiar with it. To feel at home there. And for many of us, it's important to feel that we can invite others into that home. Why should building a home in yourself be any different? We need to feel able to keep ourselves safe, secure, cared for, maintained. We need to feel we can look after ourselves, take time to recover and secure our own boundaries. We need to feel that our lives, our actions, ourselves have integrated the most precious memories that we have, the precious parts of ourselves that cry out for expression and validation and notice. We can do this for ourselves. It helps to be familiar with ourselves, of course, and this takes courage. There are some parts of the home of ourselves that are just dark. And if you need help shining a light there, ask for it. The more we explore the corners of ourselves, the less used rooms, the places where everything gets hidden, the more we can feel comfortable in that place, in ourselves. And then, then we can say, welcome to me, my home. Here I am. I want to share with you. Sounds good to me. I know I'm working on this. And I hope this has been helpful to you to consider ways that we can build on, work on, feeling more at home in ourselves. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Rachel Kaysen with Exploring Your Story. And I'll see you next time. Bye.